Hashtag your presentation at David Brandon hashtag verse TV two 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 C. Butch Queen advice, five profiles to avoid while on cruising apps. One, the one with pics but no stats. No. Why he don't know his height and weight and stuff? He ain't never been to the doctor before? Why he don't know his interests? He never been interested in nothing before? Plus, if he can't take the time to fill out his stats, you think he's gonna take the time to fill up your whole pass? Two, the one that uses AI as their profile pic. No, that is not you. And even if it was, you think I wanna have sex with a cartoon? Cause I don't. Next. Three, the one that says they're about to delete the app. Uh-uh. Why does it matter that you're deleting the app? You're here right now i can see you right now as a matter of fact i saw you yesterday you need to delete that sentence because you're gonna be on the app forever bye four the problematic one no fats no fangs no black i shouldn't have to go into detail why not to hit these guys up but if you're curious to know problematic dick tastes like a just hilarious comedy special not good block five the one with no picture am i in 1997 no 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 i don't care about your dl fantasy because if they ain't got no pics they got something to hide and if they got something to hide you need to hide your boy parts which we advice five profiles to avoid. All right. So that was Butch Queen advice. And my initial reaction connects with my um, initial thought connection, connects with my connection. I too am uh, disappointed when people put their profiles that. I'm not going to be here for long. Sorry. And it's interesting and disappointing that it's actually a trend. Like when I first saw it, I was like, oh, that's interesting. I guess this should be taken seriously. But, you know, with people being like lemmings often, sorry, but uh, sheeple, and people just copy each other. And uh, no, no, I'm when I was on those dating apps, I would notice like a lot of people are starting to be like, th there's a group of people will be like, oh yeah, I too won't be here for long. I won't be here too long. And it's like, I get the high hopes. I get it. Anyway, one thing that uh, made, it made me chuckle at the uh, thirsty desperation of saying I'm not going to be here for long. And I understand thirsty desperation because I am a formerly thirsty desperate guy. So I understand what that's like. But I laughed hilariously when I realized, you know what? People who say my profile is only going to be here for a limited time, like they're exactly the same as the worst kind of commercial. And I remember learning this um, in a class, how the some of the worst kind of commercials are those commercials that are like, Sunday, 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 going fast, you know, won't be here for long. Everything must go. And it was like, those are some of the worst commercials <laughs> that there are. And that's exactly what you're doing with your profile. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I won't be here for long. You better guess some of this. Anyway, but yes. And as far as the AI picks, some people's AI picks are actually really handsome. I've seen. And I get it because 
it's like a cartoon image of the person, but sometimes those pigs are handsome. Yes, you know, and that sort of false yet real or that sort of inaccurate representation of oneself reminded me of the time in college when I, you know, and I mentioned college because I still had a face full of acting and I got some professional pics taken at the mall. And I will finish this in my one sentence. Basic complexity. Um, yeah, that whole situation I just thought was freaking hilarious. Because it's like when people do that, it's like they're almost starving for attention. Like, oh, you're not gonna be here much longer. <laughs> Let me give you some attention. There you go. Um, yeah, it'd be like, yeah, um, you're not gonna be here much longer. Let me give you some. Then find out mm, like six months later they're still there. And yeah, that's pretty much the way that goes. Um and as far as with people using AI, it'd be cool if the AI was least similar to the person, but I've seen some that are definitely were close to the actual person. And just like uh, you ain't gotta like that. <laughs> and that's what I All right. So my one sentence is, or my one square. Yeah, some AI pigs are handsome. I agree with you, Kevin, basic complexity. Mm -hmm. And I remember a plastic surgeon talking about how it's good or, or there, stuff like that can be helpful because it's better than what it used to be when somebody would come into the office and be like, hi, I want to look like and hold up Sports Illustrated or hold up GQ Magazine and be like, okay, you look nothing like that. At least with the AI things, like people have an idea of what they could kind of look like with plastic surgery. I'm not a fan of plastic surgery. I don't want to, I'm just saying. And it reminded me of my experience with mall pick where I... It's not like I asked them to do this, but I guess she just touched up my face and hid my acne. And I got those pictures and I subsequently started using those photos for my dating apps at that time because they looked nice to me. You know, I didn't really notice the fact that, oh, you know what? She hid my acne. And when I used 
those photos on my dating app, I got to experience what people experience when they are like particularly attractive on these dating apps because I had never, ever before and never since, not even since, had so many responses as like every three minutes, I'd get ding, 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 Mm. ding, message, 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 like constantly just going. And I was like, oh, wow, you know, all this for those photos. Okay, cool, thanks. And uh, I went on a date with the dude that I met in Northern Virginia, and um, he, I, I remember when I met him at his car, I, I took the Metro to hit, meet him at like Falls Church or whatever. And uh, he was like, oh, is that you? Mm. <laughs> and I, I remember I was sitting in his car and he, he, he was like, okay, well, and this is what he said for our date. Please allow me to explain this, Kevin. Okay. Go for it. Thank you. So for our date, when I met him, because I wasn't really what he liked, and I guess like, man, my fellow brethren who use the AI pics might deal with stuff like this as well. But I guess I wasn't really in reality his type. And he he, he was whatever anyway but um i don't think he was all that but i remember we, we were supposed to be like be going out to hang out or whatever and he was like well you know uh i have a lot to do today um i i need to go grocery shopping i guess you can come with me if you want while i go grocery shopping and me being naive and not getting that, you know, he's really just not that into you, like Gabe Michelle song that I love. He's just not that into me. And I not getting that, I was like, oh, okay, well, we'll go on a date to go grocery shopping, I guess. <laughs> Why not? And I got in the car and uh, he was like, okay, cool. And we went grocery shopping together. And then I, I like he was walking so far ahead of me always. And this was well before my days of MS and stuff. So it's not like I was anyway, but but he, he was walking ahead of me, like in the store, like getting the stuff. And I was like, oh, I guess he just walked really fast. I'm just not getting it, just not getting it. And eventually he was like, okay, well, um. He went back to his house and we went back to his house so he could unload the groceries. And I was like, oh, okay. And I remember we stayed uh, in his kitchen and he spent most of the time upstairs and had me downstairs talking to his roommate, which was, that was wild. But he spent most of the time upstairs periodically coming down to be like, you still here, motherfucker? Mm-hmm. And eventually, eventually, he realized that I just was naive and just not getting the fact that he wasn't into me and he wasn't going to tell me that he wasn't into me. He was just going to drop a million hints, a million and two. And I just didn't get it. So eventually, he was, he just did this. 
you came downstairs and it was like, ah, well, I'm getting sleepy. So um, do you want to come upstairs and suck my dick or should I just take you back to the, the metro? And I was like, I left with my pride because I said, it was at that moment, after all of those awful things that he did, it, was, it wasn't until that moment that I realized, oh, he really doesn't like me. He's really not that into me. He's just not that into me. And it's like, okay. I said, no. I, and that was during my thought sexual exploration days. So I could have been primed to uh, suck his dick under different circumstances. But under those circumstances, I was like, no, 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 no. Uh, take me back to the Metro. Thank you so much. And that's what he did. And that was the end of that date. And after that, I took those photos off of my profile. I was like, I don't know what it is about these photos, but I guess they look like not really me. I don't know. And I just went back to like regular uh, I'm I'm an older millennial. I'm 40. So I went back to the regular webcam pics, you know? Anyway. But my one sentence is, yeah, games people play, night or day, they're just not matching. What they should do keeps me feeling blue. The spinners, pick of the litter is the album. The song is games people play, the games people play. And that AI thing games people play. Based complexity, you're one squared for C. Thank you. And don't let me forget the hashtag verse TV family question after. That would be next, I'm assuming. After you're one squared. All right. Um. <laughs> Okay. There we go. Um, more or less, just that apps are really dating apps specifically are definitely not games to play around with. If you're not really, just be upfront and honest from jump. Use your real pictures. If someone don't like you, they won't hit you up. Problem solved. And that's what I have. Are you trying to give me that piece of advice, Kevin? <laughs> I wasn't trying to fool anybody. I just took those photos. Those were actual <laughs> photos of me. And it just so happened that the woman who took the photos at the mall took some really good photos of me or whatever. And I guess might have against you. Mm -hmm. it, it just so happened that way. You know, it, it wasn't like I was doing fake. But you know, it's actually before I forget, the hashtag verse TV family yes or no question is mm -hmm. having strict requirements for profiles you entertain is 
more helpful than harmful on the journey to finding true love? Yes or no? Is it more helpful than harmful to have really strict requirements for the profiles that you entertain? To be like, you have to answer all of this stuff and you can't use AI photos. And I kind of get it to a degree. I get it to a degree, yeah. you know? So I, I kind of feel a way about it myself. Feel a way, uh, it sounds like a cat thing. Feel a way. Anyway, basic complexity, are you ready for part D? We're up to D, wow. Yeah, no. All right, and you're first. Hashtag your love at Therapy Jeff. Hashtag verse TV 222D. You can't love someone else until you love yourself is bullshit. Because one, it implies that people with low self-esteem or mental health issues are incapable of loving others. Just sit with that. Do you think that's true? It's not. Many people that struggle to feel good about themselves can often be incredibly compassionate and loving towards others. Two, this dumbass phrase suggests that you must achieve a complete state of self-love before being capable of loving others. Who the fuck is that person? Because I would love to meet them. In reality, people are continuously evolving and self-love is often a lifelong journey rather than a finite destination. Three, it fails to acknowledge that for some, loving others can be a path to self-love and self-acceptance. The experience of loving and being loved is a healing journey that boosts your self-esteem and self-worth. So the notion that you can't love someone until you love yourself is out of touch with what we know about the human condition. People grappling with self-esteem and mental health issues are not just capable, but often extraordinary in the way they can love others. And let's not ignore that loving others, being loved in return can be the fucking roadmap to finding self-love. So let's do everyone a favor and toss this reductive bullshit phrase in the dumpster where it belongs. All right, therapy, Jeff. <laughs> So is this? That's you. It's D. I apologize. I wasn't even looking at the news because it probably clearly said my name. Um, I with what he was saying, really, actually, I do agree with him. When I was younger. Did I fully see that first? Probably not. But under he's saying, and pretty much there's no simple easy way to, I guess, self love. It's really a learning process. And to be told, even myself, it took me years. 
who I definitely found anything attractive about my and I still don't, but it's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, um, people saying that you have to love yourself before you could love someone else. I actually don't believe that. Um, like, like there are tons of probably more than tons. There are a lot of people in the world who just don't, they're not at point of self-love, which personally I think is fine. It's just something you learn over time. That's what I. All right. And I will say my initial reaction, the same as my connection. I just wrote down something new based on what you were saying and what Therapy Jeff was saying as far as self-love being a journey. And it's like a journey, think of it as a journey rather than a destination. Because it's like, I even talk about myself, how it took me a very long time to reach the level of self-love. And it's like, that's true. Self-love is also a journey. So it's like, you evolve in your self-love every day. You know, it's not like, Hey, I made it. Self-love. I love myself now. Great. You know, and it could feel like that, you know, and maybe there are some parts of the journey that are more milestone-like than other parts of the journey, but it is a journey. I do agree with him on that. And both of you, it, it, it's a journey. And I will use one of the popular buzzwords of the day and say it's sort of narcissistic mm. to say that you can't love another until you learn how to love yourself. And that does make it seem more like a destination less than a journey. And it, it's like, because every day you can be learning something new about how to love yourself, you know, like different parts of yourself at different places you know, as you evolve, you know, I, I, I've learned to love my hand. It's like, oh, I also love my arm, you know, and you, they might not be at the exact same time, but it's a journey. And it's narcissistic to say otherwise. It's kind of like say, saying like, hi, world, you can love me now. I love myself. Yes, great. It's like, or Yes, Mr. DeVille, I'm ready for my close-up, ready for love. You know, it's a struggle. And I did take issue with claiming that someone must have perfect self-love before they can find love. Like, that's difficult because it's like, don't say that to somebody. Because, like he said, 
it might be that you find your self-love on your journey of loving someone else. Now, I will say, kind of in contrast, two broken people can't fix each other. But maybe yes, and with a lot of patience, both or all people can equal a beautiful connection. And it's important to go to counseling. It's always important to go to counseling. You can with patience, though. Patience will be a requirement, always. Basic complexity or one square. Yes, and uh, it, so uh, um, all right, yeah, it's basically that loving yourself is a journey and it takes time. Now, not think that you don't love yourself, but just Sometimes it takes time. It's not immediate. And even with myself, when I was younger, no, I wasn't at that place of saying I love myself. Um, it was just like that, and whatever. <laughs> And get those for for years. <clears throat> Guess I just me personally, I ain't even find myself any kind of attractive. Always say I I I could probably or average, or maybe average. And yeah, that was about the extent of what I said. Not saying I hated myself or anything, because that was never the case. But I ain't put myself on some high horse either. And that's whatever. Self-love is indeed an important thing. And yes, you know, it, it's so interesting because the people who are conventionally uh, attractive, it's, it's interesting when they don't see themselves as attractive. Because I, I know you being your friend, I know a lot of people are quite attracted to you. And it's interesting when people don't see that beauty within themselves. It kind of is what it is. Um, we even had somebody on the show years ago, beautiful woman, absolutely, who, who talked about her self-confidence struggle. It's like, dang. You know, it's, again, self-love is a journey and it's a, an important thing 
to make sure that you're on that path toward your self-love. Know that loving yourself is valuable. Does it have to preclude you from being able to find love in the meantime? No. Still, work on your self-love so you don't get with somebody who's an abuser or something like that because you don't love yourself. I keep looking at the microphone and not the camera. But so you don't end up connecting with somebody who is an abuser and because you don't love yourself. Love yourself. Work on that journey. Make that important in your goals, okay? My one sentence is, love is complex. It is important to connect with someone who wants you all to work just as much as you do. And mutual unique attraction to each other is important. Mutual attraction to each other's uniqueness is important as well as having a passion uh, in the same realm of topics. So those are the three main that, that I've mentioned before that I learned years ago. It's like, that makes sense. You both have to want, have to want to make your relationship work equally. You both have to be attracted to something about something that's unique about each other. And you both have to have a strong passion in the realm of the same thing. Again, as I always say, you can be Democrat and Republican, but just both be passionate about politics, whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's that first TV family question. Have you ever, have you ever, have you ever seen love accomplish something that you thought was impossible? And why? And again, you, you can just share your yes or no. You can go into detail if you wish. It's up to you. Basic complexity, are you ready for E? Yes. Which is cerebral T, so we're just playing it. Hashtag Cerebral TV 222 at Gabriel Henrique at Native underscore Diary at Psalms 82 VS6 at Blair Imani. Hashtag Verse TV 222E. to do
you will get mauled by that bear. If you wear the traditional clothing of a bear when telling a bear that you are also a bear, you'll get mauled by that bear. If you tell a bear you're one sixteenth bear, but you don't know what kind of bear, and you've never bothered to research your bear culture, and yet you think you have more right to an opinion about bear issues than the actual bear standing in front of you, you're going to get mauled by that bear. If you make products with a bear's face on it, and even though you've made a billion dollars off of it, and the bear has clearly said they don't like it, and you don't give any of the money you've earned to bears in need until you're guilted into it decades after you started doing it, you and that bear are fine. Uh, just kidding. You're going to get mauled by that bear. The thing about Jim Crow is like this, this fake reality yeah. that we're free. I mean, when people say slavery ended whatever years ago, I always go, no, slavery ended. I count Jim Crow as part of slavery. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, slavery ended in 1975. The playing field's not equal. 75. Thing. Ten years after my birth. Yeah. You go ahead. And I'm not exaggerating. You have sadistic captors. Mm. Yeah. You ever crack open a Jim Crow book? No. They're really thick. And the amount of laws just about just walking down the street and what okay, and you're walking, but if a white woman's walking your way, you have to jump you have to be in the gutter. There's a ton of rules about bread you can buy. It, it's ridiculous how intricate it was. Yeah. Like, I hate all civil rights movies. Don't get me wrong. I, I applaud the effort. Right. They only show the back of the bus and the lunch counter. They yeah. actually make racism look very, like, fixable. And they yeah. don't really get into how in the 40s and 50s, like white men would just walk in your house and take your food, you know, like, what, what do you think would happen in the, during the depression when people are hungry oh, and no, white like, people are still... hungry? Slavery ended forever ago. Shut up about reparations. No, besides, it's not just chattel slavery. There's also redlining, segregation, lynching, and other forms of discrimination that the U.S. still hasn't been accountable for. And what will reparations do about that? Start to address those harms. The U.S. benefited from over 222 million hours of forced labor between 1619 and the end of chattel slavery, a value of over $97 trillion today. The racial wealth gap in the United States is estimated to be $14 trillion. At minimum, that's where we need a reparations package to start. Reparations are any of these many forms of compensation given by a country or institution to individuals or a community that has been harmed or wronged in the past. Dream on. Reparations could never happen in the U.S. Actually, they already have happened. Japanese Americans who suffered these injustices in addition to incarceration during World War II were each compensated over $55,000 as reparations. The United States has a moral and legal obligation to provide reparations for the enslavement of Africans and its lasting harm on the lives of millions of black people in the United States. Call your congressperson and tell them to support the Reparations Now Bill. That's House Resolution 414. The United States needs to right its wrongs. And let's actually do the closing. So this has been week 222 before we go on to F or the final section-ish or whatever. But yes, 
This has been week 222. I'm Aaron Mack, here with, well, he'll state himself. Huh. All right. Okay, yep, and I'll possibly go ahead and name it. But, yeah, I'm Aaron Mack. You can find me, Aaron Mack at versetv.com. That's my email, A-A-R-O-N-M-C-K at V-E-R-S-T-E-A-V dot com. And you can find Verse TV all over social media at hashtag V-E-R-S-T-E-A-V. And just check us out. Again, it's just like um just like an American Express card where everywhere that you want to be, hashtag Verse TV, we're all over the interwebs. Basic complexity, are you ready for your stuff? Yes. Cool. Um, all right. Uh, well, let me say this first. I can definitely be found on uh, TikTok at my basic complexity. Um, so, guys, three words just push them together. No space. That's M-Y-B-A-S-I-C-C-O-M-P-L-E-X-I-Y. That's Now, Instagram is just basic complexity. And can also be found on first tv.com name being the basic complexity again and yeah I spelled that out for you all so I hope you got it all right and now we're about to go into the last uh, set of things I'm not going to turn off YouTube because we don't have to. Oh, y'all should listen because we've switched the music and I sort of realized with E that some of that music might cause them some trouble. But the music for this last topic this week is coming from none other than our very own Kevin, a.k.a. CBC Basic Complexity, producer extraordinaire, and this is um, from his album that he released. You know, we're both musical people. We love music, right? Anyway, are you ready for uh, this last topic? The topic is F, but F can be for fantastic. Are you ready for F? Yeah. Hashtag live one, time us at talk to pops at Shazes forever at planet underscore famous hashtag verse DB 221F. From the album Spoken Without Words, track produced by KI aka CBC Kevin aka CBC Basic Complexity.
All right. So as it came back right in time to see me uh, chewing off a to uh, fingernail. Anyway, <laughs> I didn't get it all the way, but I'll just duck under to do it later. Anyway, but yes, that song was actually, I'll ask, do you recognize the music video? Yes. Tell me. All right. That is the very well-known Faith Evans. The song is, if I'm not mistaken, called, I think it's I Love You. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that was from that album, Faithfully. Right. You know, because Faith Evans was always, like, punning on her name. Because her debut album was called Faith Evans, wasn't it? And then this, no, no, it was just called Faith. The second one was called Keep the Faith. The third one was called Faithfully. And that I Love You is from Faithfully. I did not like that song when it first came out at all. I don't know if it's that I got the album right after that or before um, or what, but I love that album Faithfully. That was one of my jams. I, I just didn't love the song, I Love You. But now that is my jam. I love, I love you. That's my jam, you know? And um, care for a quick uh, anecdote, I guess, about uh, Faith Evans' album, Keep the Faith. Keep the faith. Um, Her second album. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. Yeah, so as far as the quick anecdote, I actually um, was caller number nine at a radio station when that album was new. And um, I actually won that album. And I, I remember, I'm so corny, I'm sorry. <laughs> but the, ra the radio DJ was like, and this is when I was in high school, right? And um, the radio DJ was like, okay, and who's calling? And I literally, literally, and it's like, I, I guess I was just, I don't know if I was nervous or just didn't expect that I would win because it's not like I didn't listen to that radio station. You know, I was a kid, I was Q93 in New Orleans. You know, yes, of course. And, um, I literally, he, he was like, so who's calling? I gave him my entire first and my entire last name. Mm -hmm. And it was like, okay, thanks. <laughs> and where are you calling from? And I was like, I was corny. I'm sorry, y'all. But I was like, I have to represent my area. And I'm from Gentilly. And I shouted, I'm from Gentilly. And he was like, okay, thanks. And then they, cool, took me offline. And he was like, you can come pick, pick up the CD. And it's so funny because they, like, the gifts, when, when you win a gift at a radio station, at least in that setup, like, you walk nowhere near inside of the radio station. You go, like, just barely into the front door. <laughs> and somebody's meeting you there like, 
okay, who are you? I'm Aaron, last name. And uh, they're like, okay, here's your CD. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. You know, and uh, but but that was interesting. And of course, when I got to school the next day, kids playfully, like, I, again, I didn't really have enemies, but, but I think part of that's because, you know, I would three ways to handle an insult. Um, top it or laugh it off or ignore it or you probably deserve it. I would always end that laugh it off. So, so I didn't really have enemies. And uh, kids would kind, kind of tease me when I came in the next day. Not tease me, but it was like, hey, Aaron, I heard that you won Faith Evans' new album. But why did you give your first and last name? when you called into the station. You don't do that. And I was like, oh, I guess I realized that now. Anyway, mm -hmm. did you have anything else about Faith Evans? Any of her works? Well, I was actually listening to her album a few hours ago, her album. I think, if I'm not mistaken, the name of it is R&B Divas. Oh. Yeah. Was that... Mm -hmm. I was going to ask, was that a Faith Evans album or was that a collaboration album with all of the R&B Divas? I know that's what was said. Um... And even Faith said it, she probably thought this would it would be actually mm -hmm. too, but technically, come to find out, it was Faith's album because mm -hmm. out of, there were twelve tracks on the album. She had four solo songs. Just her alone. You said she had four or more? Four. So basically a quarter of the album was just her. Well, who else had solo songs? Um, I, uh, Kiki White, Nikki Gilbert, Monifa, Hilly Price, and I know I'm forgetting someone. And they all only had one? Is that why it's considered a Faith Evans album? Yeah, probably. Oh, well. Nikki Gilbert sings her butt off. Yeah. Actually, all of them sing their butt off. Yes. And, um, yeah, um, well, they had one solo song, despite the group song, uh, Loving Me, which they all were on. I think they had at least two group songs. Hmm. Would they do harmonies or, or would they? And I, I guess it's something that I can go and listen to at some point myself anyway. But um, would they do 
harmonies or were they mainly like lead singers coming together singing lead? When they had their own song, then they sung lead. But they actually had like for the chorus when they were singing in those songs that they did the song or songs that they did together, would they like harmonize or was it like? I think it was more so harmonizing. I'll give it a listen. Yeah, it's interesting. Because th those are some powerful voiced women. So it's like you would some, Kind of like a difficulty of in vogue, <laughs> but in vogue was able to work it out and did a great job. But with those four powerful voiced women, getting them to blend and harmonize, like that's a, a thing. But in vogue found a sound. So I'm curious what the R&B divas did when they had these big voice women coming together to have parts of harmony, like on the chorus. Yeah, I believe they, for the most part, they were all kind of on the same vocal level. So, so in other words, you're saying that they were singing in unison? Kind of. <laughs> you know what that reminds me of? <laughs> I love Layla Hathaway. Years ago, Layla Hathaway was talking about a fifth harmony. <laughs> and, and we love fifth harmony as well. Like Normani came from fifth harmony. Fifth <laughs> harmony is exceptional, period. <laughs> Layla Hathaway, like they did some performance and, um, at an award show and Layla Hathaway commented, she was like, okay, so I see for Fifth Harmony, it's four women singing in two-part harmony. And I, Layla Hathaway was like, I, I just don't understand. Fifth Harmony, four women singing, that's right. Because for a time, not for a time, um, they started off for five of them. They started off as five, but remember Camila Gabeo stepped yeah. out first. So they were trying to do the quartet thing. So Leila Hathaway was like, Fifth Harmony is four women singing two-part harmony. I just don't get it. <laughs> it was like, okay. Because <laughs> you know Leila Hathaway knows her stuff. I love Leila Hathaway. I also love Fifth Harmony. Even, but I'm not even gonna make that comment. They but were probably obligated by contract to do what, one or two albums to finish that contract. Yeah, and, and they're all great singers as well. And they, uh, I don't remember the show. I think they actually got their start on America's Got Talent. Yeah. I think. It was either that or X 
factor. X factor. That's what that I I think you're right. Yes. Well, I was gonna use that America's Got Talent comment to uh, segue into because I didn't talk about him before, but uh, the Brazilian dude who sang, and I have to give him credit for this. So many people cover and attempt to cover Whitney Houston's songs, particularly from the Bodyguard soundtrack. Mm -hmm. But in my opinion, he did one of the best covers that I have heard of that song. Now, granted, like the whistle notes, like, like that was a, a nice, fun addition. But like, even in the little clip that we saw, when he went into that uh, right after the, I want to run to you. Like the, uh, and that, that was me being like super uh, high note though. <laughs> His transition into that, was so smooth and beautiful. It was like Whitney Houston style, you know, something that nobody else gets. Here's the character to that. He don't even speak English. Yeah, no, I, I, I watched the whole thing. He doesn't speak English. He's Brazilian and he speaks Portuguese. And one thing that was also really cute, like if, if he was, okay. So that clip was actually from his performance on America's Got Talent. And Sofia Vergara, who gave him the, uh, the gold uh, buzzer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, and I, I was just so happy, like looking at him win. And just Sofia Vergara, because Sofia Vergara is Colombian. And, um, in Colombia, it's not the official language. Portuguese is not the official language in Colombia, but that is one of the large languages spoken. And I thought it was so cool how they showed little clips of Sofia Vergara backstage with him, like speaking to him in Portuguese. And I'm like, oh, you better Sofia Vergara. And I, I was just so happy when he won, particularly because we actually covered one of his videos before he did America's Got Talent mm. on Hashtag Verse TV. I don't know if you remember, but it was one song that he was singing in the uh, car. Do you remember? I don't think so. Yeah. So seeing him like reach this super super superb level and rising even higher it's just it just felt so good because it's like i saw him win you know now granted he was already like popular on social media but before he even won or okay freudian slip before he even won america's got talent you know mm. it's like he is exceptional and again, the way he transitioned into that uh, from chest voice into head voice, because not everybody can do that. <laughs> and the reason we played his video um, a few weeks ago was in uh, talking about Tevin Campbell being a countertenor and <laughs> showing him as an example of yet another countertenor. And we're actually going to cover another 
which reminds me, we need to, what time am I? Okay, we need to hurry up. Okay, so yeah, um, he's exceptional. Faith Evans is exceptional. Um, love that song. Now I love, I love you. Anyway, are you ready for the next song? Yes. Or the next part of your song, Mr. Producer Man. Hashtag live one timeless at talk to pops at Shazes forever at planet underscore famous hashtag first DB two two one F. From the album Spoken Without Words, track produced by KI aka CBC Kevin aka CBC Basic Complexity. sync in the 90s <laughs> so I sure would have could you know what <laughs> um, go ahead and share your thoughts on NSYNC don't you love NSYNC oh definitely yeah I can definitely they now now when they were first out I was still kinda resistant to any type of pop music. You said you were not listening to any type of pop music? Not really. I was just resistant to it because I, my head was so on RB. Okay, I hear you. Yeah. <sighs> just me then. You said what? I said that was just me then. You know, I loved pop music, like from Jump. It's interesting though, because I, it, in sync, in sync backstreet, like that time, at least for our generation, that was when they acknowledged like, these are pop singers, these are R&B singers, blah, 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 you know? And they, it was like, in sync is a pop group. And I remember when NSYNC first came out, I was like, I don't know what this pop is, but I like it, you know? 
Like, I don't know why they're calling things pop. Like, they're just singing, but cool. Even though I realized that I liked pop music. And I remember it was NSYNC's album. Yes. <laughs> My best friend in Boy Scouts. Um, we were on a uh, long bus trip, Boy Scout bus trip somewhere. And uh, he had the NSYNC's debut album. And I was like, oh, can I listen or whatever. But somehow I listened to it on the trip and I was like, wow, I really like this. I do. I guess it's just because it's pop music and pop music is just always likable. But then I started listening to other pop music and I'm like, no, it's not that all pop music is just likable. I just like NSYNC. And that's when I started realizing that. Anyway, some people's pop music is whatever, you know, still to this day. Truth be told, really, think about it. Um, but, wow. The late Michael Jackson. Yes, they called him the king of pop because he sung pop music. Yes, he yeah. absolutely did. Yeah, that's when I, well, even slightly before then, I realized I actually like pop music because a former worker of mine years ago, um, and this, wow, wow, this had me back in 01 when. Mm. He said to me, I should get uh, the NSYNC album, Celebrity. So, yeah, I ended up buying it, and yes, I fell in love with it. Their third album? Yeah. No, not, not true, because they had a Christmas oh, album, but their third official, I guess. Yeah. But um, it, well, yeah, it was a pop album, but you can't deny they definitely had at least one R&B track on there, which was a hit gone. Yeah. <laughs> no, see, like, and you can tell by the way your Prince George's County brother, um, J.C. Chazé, was a... Uh, dancing like their thing was being a little more urban and I, I kept I was like pronounce his name right pronounce his name right it's Shazez JC Shazez your Prince George's County brother and I wonder where he went to high school I, I know he didn't go there also in high school he, at that point he was already singing and, and no 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 He's actually older than us, so it wouldn't be the same anyway. But anyway, yeah, you know, like they were very uh, urban in, in their presentation. Right. You know, kind of, dare I say, counter to a Backstreet Boys where, and I love some Backstreet Boys too, I do. Wait, how many minutes? 
I'm going to need to go ahead and do this last one. All right. Um, are, are you ready for the next? Actually, do you care to hear the last one? Or are you cool with just doing the two? I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'll save it for another week, possibly. But um, anyway, but yeah, backstreet. You know what? I will go ahead and play it before I stick my foot in my mouth with backstreet. So. Hashtag live one timeless at talk to pops at Shazes forever at planet underscore famous hashtag verse DV two two one F text. If Tony Braxton sung I see you, Tony Braxton be like Tony Braxton be like particularly uh, larger fan of Tony Braxton because you started with Anita Baker and then you were like, I like Anita, I, I like Tony Braxton because she's giving me a deep, wonderful voice woman. How do you feel about him? He was amazing. And he's a counter tenor. Mm. And and you can tell, and we, we really don't have a lot of time to go into this, but, you know, and actually, yeah, because the, the microphone thing in the beginning, my bad. But um, we, we can really quickly finish. He, he's at the lower part of his voice doing Tony Braxton, you know, and it's like, that's because his voice is so very high, which I think is cool, you know? Yeah. That's that's a countertenor for you. I remember I, I used to sing in the choir with a countertenor, and the choir director was talking about how rare countertenors are, and it's like, yes, you're a countertenor. Anyway. But yes. I, I I think he did well. Yeah, and just when I think of Connor Tenors, 
the first two and I'm speaking about male singers. First two that come to mind was uh, or is uh, Tiffany Campbell and well, was Jesse Well, they are the first two that come to your mind. But yeah. yes. Um, yeah. The only two period. No. <laughs> Well, they are the two that come to mind. Yes. Yeah. And um, they are exceptional. You know, it's not like the only way that you can be a good singer is if you're like a countertenor. But, you know, they have exceptional control of their voices as well as doing a good job with their range. Yes. Yeah. So but, so they're cool. And, and so was he. Yeah. Not every countertenor uh does a great that is amazing though. Exactly. You know, not every countertenor sings. That's just true. And well can't do that. <laughs> huh? That everybody cannot do that. A countertenor would sound like that, but not everybody would do it well. And let's also shout out Coco Jones because that was the song that he de- technically remade by uh, in the style of Tony, Tony Braxton. Um, Coco Jones, love her, love that song. I see you. Mm-hmm. Do you like I see you? I, you know, on. I do so, not recall hearing it. Okay. It, it's a hit. And I, I think I saw recently that it's actually a number one hit for her, which is like, yay. And um, also, FYI for him, Tony Braxton actually not only click like on his uh, post, but she actually shared one or some of his posts, yeah. which is like, that's cool. That's beyond cool. Yeah, absolutely. It's a social media world, you know, you just gotta keep at it because consistency is key. Gotta be there consistently. Mm. Gotta be there. I love that uh, Shaka Khan's version of got to be there by the Jackson 5. But look it up, y'all. It's a great version. But anyway, got to be there. I, I saw even Kev on stage talking about that, mm-hmm. how in the early days of his career, he acknowledged the importance of having content just consistently there. Mm-hmm. And the uh, singer, who the counter tenor, was saying, when you go to his page, He's got a whole page filled with him doing those kind of singing songs in Tony Braxton's voice. (laughs) So now it's like he's blowing up, if you will, but he had the back stuff. And a perfect example of that that I think of is uh, finally Aaron is his... uh, Instagram and how um, 
he's the guy who did the uh, soul singing version of Thank You for Being a Friend. Oh, 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 oh. travel down. Yes, him. <laughs> and I remember because we've talked about this. <laughs> I, I follow Jason Weaver because he's beautiful. He is. <laughs> and uh, um, Jason Weaver actually reposted that video of his um, singing. And he was like, yeah, this guy is an amazing vocalist. And um, I literally watched his followers go from when he shared that because I went to his page and he also had been doing it for quite some time. I watched his followers because he has a whole page full of content. I watched his followers grow from like uh, a few hundred, maybe like five, six hundred or whatever, to like thousands in one day, tens of thousands in one day. What? Like Jason Weaver sharing that, like really pushed him out there a lot. But he had the page backup. So when people would go to his page, they would say, oh, you've been doing this for a while. I like what you do. I'm going to follow you. And that one, what do they say? When, uh, when preparation meets opportunity, mm. you know? Anyway. So, yeah, we, um, since I'm going to cut out the whole uh, mic thing, we're fine-ish. But, all right. We'll talk to you later, Hashtag Burst TV family. Unless you had something else to say, Kevin. No. Peace. BurstTV.com. Stay blessed. All right. Have a good day. Hashtag Burst TV. I'm Aaron Mack. Kevin, a.k.a. Basic Complexity. Hashtag Verse TV Family. Hashtag Verse TV. Hashtag Verse TV Family. Two, two, two.